March 9th, 1997, Melbourne, Australia. Albert Park was the first of 17 stops on the season and with the whole grid walking into the unknown, many surprises would mix things up even more. Premature departures, lucky breaks and collisions. Welcome to the 1997 Australian Grand Prix. Fernando is faster than you. A day before the race, Williams established its early dominance with a front row lockout. Jacques Villeneuve secured pole position after being 1.7 seconds faster than his teammate Hans Helwer Frentzen. Both Ferraris and McLarens completed the top six, but to put the team's dominance into perspective, only seven drivers were within three seconds of the pole time, one of them being the pole sitter Jacques Villeneuve. It was also a good qualifying by Panis that managed ninth with the debutant Prost, and also Barrichello that put his Stewart in 11th. The current world champion Damon Hill could only manage 20th and his teammate Pedro Paulo Diniz failed to qualify over the 107% rule, but he was allowed to race anyway. Along with the Brazilian, both Lolas also didn't make the cut, but they were astounding 12 seconds behind the pace of the leader. So the newcomers were prohibited to compete in the first race of the season and their first in Formula 1. Now back to race day. Following a dismal qualifying session, the arrows of Damon Hill didn't even survive the formation lap, forcing him to retire before they start, a truly bitter pill to swallow for the current world champion. With lights out, however, Frentzen had an amazing jump and quickly overtook Villeneuve, leaving the Canadian battling to maintain his second place with the likes of Irvine and Coulthard. The fight, however, wouldn't last long as Eddie Irvine misjudged his breaking point to turn one and collected not only Villeneuve, but also Johnny Herbert who was coming around the outside. Just like that, with a couple kilometers of race, we already had four retirements and a dominant pole position was turned into nothing in a matter of a corner. With all the chaos in turn one, Frentzen was now the leader ahead of Coulthard and Schumacher. Leading a Grand Prix for the first time, Frentzen was creating a comfortable gap with relative ease, stretching it to 12 seconds in only 8 laps, while Schumacher was inching closer and closer to Coulthard, looking to fight for second and defend himself for the 4th place man, Mika Hakkinen. The last points paying position were held by both the Benetons of Alessi and Berger. The Finn slowly dropped back from the fight for the podium and by lap 13 his real fight was with both Benetons and also Olivier Panis. Frentzen, on the other hand, was already struggling with backmarkers in lap 17, pitting at the end of the same lap to refuel and avoid even more traffic. But having such a dominant lead, the German came back in third place. Another surprise 20 laps in was the eighth place held by Rubens Barrichello with the debutant Stewart, managing a strong and steady pace. Ten laps came and went since the Williams pitted, but no one else left the track up front, which meant that Coulthard was still the leader despite huge pressure from Schumacher and the trouble of overtaking many, many, many backmarkers ahead. With both the McLaren and the Ferrari flying with low fuel, Frentzen was struggling to catch the leaders even with his new tires, slowly falling back and putting his two-stop strategy into serious jeopardy. 
Schumacher pitted at the end of lap 30, looking to complete an overcut on Coulthard. The Scottish, on the other hand, went in three laps later, returning in front of Schumacher and handing the lead back to Frentzen. With Hakkinen's stopping lap 35, Frentzen was now the leader, followed by Alessi, Coulthard and Schumacher. The Frenchman was desperately being called in by his pit crew, but decided to ignore them for three laps until he ran out of fuel in the middle of the track, restoring the same top three from the beginning of the race and wasting precious points for Benetton. 20 laps still awaited the drivers and the Williams was back in front with 23 seconds of gap, but the German still had to stop one more time. Frentzen went in lap 41, but problems on his right rear wheel nut destroyed his stop and ultimately his race. He rejoined in third with a tough task of catching and passing Schumacher and Coulthard if he wanted to convert the strong pace of his Williams into his first win in Formula 1. With less than 15 laps to go, the top three was now separated by just a few seconds and it was now Coulthard's race to lose. The end was ever so near and all three drivers were lapping almost identically making the battle that was once imminent almost impossible. Schumacher was waiting for a mistake from Coulthard's part and Frentzen was doing exactly the same in third, watching the Ferrari of his fellow countrymen very closely and waiting for him to make a big mistake. Sure enough, Michael was the first to blink, forced to make an extra stop in lap 51 due to refueling problems on his first pit stop. Now it was down to Coulthard and Frentzen. One was surging for McLaren's first win in 48 Grand Prix, while the other was trying to win his first race in Formula 1 on his first time driving a Williams and also battling the fame of cracking under pressure. With three laps to go, Frentzen blinked losing his car due to brake problems at the end of the main straight and handing the win to David Coulthard. Despite all the pressure during the whole race, Coulthard won, breaking the drought that McLaren was in and officially leading the Drivers' Championship. The Scottish was followed by Schumacher and Hakkinen at the podium, Berger, Panis with the newcomer Prost and the surprise Nicola Larini with his Sauber. The result meant that McLaren left Melbourne with a commanding lead of the Constructors' Championship, more than doubling the points scored by Schumacher for Ferrari, and Benetton, Prost and Sauber were the other point scorers. In spite of all the preseason fuss and the incredible performance during the weekend, Williams was still empty-handed after the first Grand Prix of the season and was now fighting an uphill battle for the time being. With the first Grand Prix in the books, Formula 1 would now go across the world, where Interlagos would be the host of the second race of the season. That's it for today guys, thank you for listening to this episode, don't forget to check us out on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at NandoIsFaster in all of them, and also pass by our YouTube channel, Fernando is faster than you. You guys had a little surprise here on the podcast feed last week with a podcast dedicated episode. I know the audio quality wasn't the best at the start, so at least this is an improvement. I hope you have a great week and I'll see you next time, bye bye!